Welcome to the Connected Hearts podcast. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Kristen. My dear friends, Ellen and Ashlyn, they're my co-hosts. And in today's episode, we have a really open, honest, vulnerable conversation about forgiveness and how it is manifested in our lives. I share my experience of forgiving the person who abused me as a child, and Ashlyn shares about her sister's overdose a year ago and learning to forgive the person who sold her the drugs. Ellen reminds us finally that forgiveness is ultimately a gift for ourselves, the greatest gift. There's also conversation about pea milk, that's P-E-A milk, and farting because that's just how we roll. Last Saturday, we launched our weekly emails to share with our followers the many things we have going on individually and as a group. If you haven't subscribed yet, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at Connected Hearts Pod with the best email for you, and we'll make sure you get signed up. But for now, here's today's episode. Good morning, everyone. At least it's good morning for us. I think this may be the earliest we've ever recorded. It's eight o'clock in the morning, and I am here with Ellen and Ashlyn, my dear friends. Good morning, you guys. How has your day been so far, even though it's only probably been a couple hours? Good morning. It's been great. Ellen made coffee. Awesome. Cheers. Awesome. So tell me about this froth that you make. Did you do that this morning? Ashlyn says oh, yeah. you're all about the, the frothy coffee right now. Yes. Oh, that's some serious froth right there. It's so good. Yeah. How do you do it? I just got the little machine. You know, you pour the water and you push the button. And the that's milk. It. Yeah, the milk. You water. I said water. Yeah, no. Look, it's early in the morning. But Let me know, have another sip. So of we water. don't really drink regular milk, and I don't think you do either. No. So Ellen was really liking pea milk, like made from peas. So we got that, and it didn't work as well. And then we got the almond milk, and it seems like the almond work, almond milk worked better. Okay. Frothing. The pea milk mm-hmm. for frothing. If yes. you ever plan to froth. So pea milk, P E A is a thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's so good it's really i love it more than than almond milk you should try it out it's really good where do you get it uh target no i got it harris teeter maybe no i I think fresh market has it too uh moms moms might have it moms has it wait so hold on it's like milk made from peas does it taste like peas no, it tastes really better than almond. I feel like almond milk tastes like nothing. And somebody, Kina, just said the other day, right? What's, it's not really even healthy, almond milk, right? What's yeah, but neither, I mean, any of like the things that you get that are supposed to be like created yeah. as something else, like, you exactly. know, like the tofu chicken nuggets or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just they always have to add things in. And, you know, almond milk is actually super easy to make yourself too. Mm-hmm. Pea milk, I've never tried. Oat milk is even easier. That's a subject for other podcasts then. How to make your own. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll do a, a YouTube video. <laughs> Ellen and Ashlyn and Kristen, make your own milk. Oh, man. I've made almond milk before, and it was successful. I felt like it just took so long, though. I don't know. Maybe I was, wasn't doing Well, yeah, because you have to soak the almonds, and yeah. it's a process for sure. Uh, I haven't made oat milk, but I'd be willing to try it because I like it. But I'm oat is easier for sure. I'm with you. Anything that is a substitute is going to be more 
processed typically, although almond milk when you make it yourself is, um, is literally just almonds and water, but uh, this was right. not at all the topic we had intended <laughs> for today's episode, but clearly we are still a little sleepy this morning, which may make for an even better podcast, who knows? Uh, the topic that we had chosen today was forgiveness. I'm a little surprised we haven't talked about forgiveness before on this podcast, frankly, because it's something that I think about and talk about frequently. Um, let's start here. And this is when I talk about forgiveness in the, in the context of my workshops. This is typically how I start as well. What does forgiveness mean to you guys? How would you define forgiveness for yourself or what has it looked like in your life? I, I think it's a choice I make, you know, I, I, you know how I always say in yoga, everybody's been done wrong once or twice, right, by others or forgiving yourself, obviously we'll, we'll talk about, but I think it's a choice and it's a practice, it doesn't come easy, I, I would say, it depends on what is there to forgive, right, so big or small, some people get hanged up on little things they done wrong. And, you know, it could be you, I'm looking at Ashlyn, <laughs> what is he said? But like, uh, you do something and you regret it and you feel guilty about it. And if I would do that, and within my own life, I wouldn't even like, record, like, you know what I mean? Not feel guilty about it. Or I don't know. There is levels, right? The way we feel guilt and the way we forgive. We had the, we, we were driving in the car, I think it's a few weeks ago, and we were talking actually, Ashlyn and I, about forgiveness. And I was saying the typical thing, like, I forgive, but I will never forget. That's how I grew up. My mom would always say that. You forgive, but you never forget. And Ashen was saying, you were saying something funny. Do you remember you were It was saying? something like, I forgive and I, I definitely forget. Like, I, I forget so easily. And I think to a fault almost because I'm, I'm so quick and so I forgive so easily that it's, I don't know, maybe somewhere no, in the middle yes. might be better. But I feel like for my own self, like, to get through life, I have to forgive myself first, like for everything that I do that I need my own forgiveness for and other people because I don't know, it's just when you hold on to things that you could just let go, it just, you, you store it in your body, you store it in your mind and it's like just eats away at you. And there's just so much other stuff that you can be thinking about, so many other things that you could be doing. But I do agree that it's not just like, okay, I forgive you, you're forgiven, and then it's, that's it, right? Like, it's definitely a process, and it's definitely something you work on. And things that come back up, right? Like, you thought that you had forgiven someone or forgiven yourself or something, and then it, all the emotions or everything just comes back up again, and you have to work on that process all over again. I know for me in my life, that definitely happens, for sure. I agree on that, but what I really thought it was funny was that you literally forget. You were I saying. do literally forget. <laughs> so we were, and then people will bring it back up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe it's like a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like my own way of like, I have to forget about this so that I can move on. But I also am like Dory, 
if anybody has seen Finding Nemo, like I just forget things. So um, my daughter's grandma, Ada, was like very, had a good outlook on it. She's like, you just, it's in there. You just keep it until you need it again. And once you need it, you bring it back up. You keep it in your field and you store it there. If you don't need it, you let it go. If it's, if you need it, you can bring it back up again. Like that's a really good way to look at it. Like it's not in my mind all the time, but I definitely don't need to be thinking about it at all because that would just make for a really sad life. Yeah. I think that relationship between forgiveness and forgetting is, is an important one to look at. And I do think you're right, Ashlyn. I think probably the ideal, which I guess if there is such a thing as an ideal forgiveness situation, but let's say that there is. And I, I think that the ideal is somewhere in between. You know, we're given the gift of memory so that we can learn from our human experience. And we don't necessarily want to forget the things that we've been through and learned and grown from. We also don't necessarily want to let other people walk all over us because we've forgotten how they have abused our boundaries in the past. So forgetting isn't necessarily a good thing. When I think, Ellen, maybe your mom wasn't totally on point is that we can't hold on to something out of resentment or or from a vindictive perspective, you know, it's their forgiveness is not just letting go, but there is, there is a sort of detachment from it that is necessary from the situation or the person who harmed you that is necessary in order to forgive. Cause if you're holding on to it and clinging to it, then it's like you said, Ashlyn, it just, there's so many better things to think about and it, if you store it in your body, it really comes out in, in harmful ways, physically and emotionally. I agree. And uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't mention it because that's the wisdom, you know, that's the old up. That's how I grew up. That's what I, you know, heard as a child, all the, the things, you know, the old, old ways of thinking that I grew up with. That's why I shared this, but it's more like it, it does come from, from a place of, um, you do that once, you don't do that twice. You know, I'm not a fool. Right, you know, fool it's me a, once, yes, shame yes. on me. Fool I, me. Look, you know. No, Sam. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So yes, yes. I've heard so that I one think before. That's where it's, and um, I'm like, what about the fool me 53 times? What is that one? Because <laughs> that's where I am. So. The reason we chose forgiveness today is because tomorrow, Tuesday, September 29th, I think is tomorrow's date, at seven o'clock in the evening, I am starting a six week series called Finding Forgiveness. There's still room if anyone would like to participate and is listening to this podcast before that time, uh, then please feel free to sign up at kristenkennard.com. But one thing that I've been thinking a lot about, especially in preparation for the first lesson tomorrow evening. Oh, do you guys hear my dog whining? Yes. I'm sorry. I mean, I I'm I was watching your pup and I was like, I just, you were snuggling him. I'm like, I want to snuggle. Yeah. I'm in my parents, I'm at my parents' house in South Carolina and uh, we went, sorry, this is a total uh, sidestep from our conversation, but we went to the beach yesterday and it was a really long day trip and the dogs 
we got them a dog walker, but they basically were home without me for, I would say like 15 or 16 hours. We were gone all day long. And I realized on the drive back that since quarantine started, that is the longest they've gone without me, like by far. And ever since I got home, they have not left me. And so this morning, like trying to just get ready for this conversation and they are like, no, no, you were gone way too long. You must pay attention to me. What is wrong with you? Like we have not Mm -hmm. caught up on our snuggles. So anyway, I apologize if there's more pitter patter and whining in the background, but they're, they, they're going through withdrawal right now, right now. I thought it was just Ellen whining in the background. But <laughs> I thought it was my stomach or something. <laughs> and I looked at Ashlyn, if it's her stomach. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here smiling. So she's like, yeah, it's probably her stomach. It's kind of like my, um, my nephew who's three yesterday, we're in the car driving back from the beach. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, he goes, you guys, I'm farting. <laughs> like, well, this is so funny. It was just so matter of fact about it. And it was like, this is happening right now. I just feel like I need to share. And <laughs> In case you don't smell it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My daughter's the opposite. She just like does it. And then I'm like, did you too? She's like, no. I'm like, did you too? Because I smell it. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh no, my niece. You and could have nephew. given a warning. At least he's warning you. Yes. He um, my niece and nephew are quite proud of when they fart. <laughs> um, my brother has instilled this in them. So, anyway, back to forgiveness. We're taking. <laughs> it's not a subject we can talk about. So exactly. Totally. Stay tuned uh, for the tuning podcast. <laughs> uh, so I've been thinking a lot about the types of forgiveness um, in my own life and you know, I always start there. I always start with my own experience because I have learned over the years that if I've experienced something, then the likelihood that someone else has experienced something similar is is quite high and that that can be a great place of connection. And so for my workshops, I always start there. And then we discuss, you know, literature and what various spiritual practices and, um, and religions say about that topic. But in my experience, I think I've honed in on three types of forgiveness. Forgiveness toward another individual. And for me, that as I look for examples to talk about in this workshop, I'm going to talk about first and foremost, the the woman who um, emotionally and verbally and toward the end sexually abused me um, when I was 12 and how I've come to forgive her over the years. So like, you know, whether it's a friend who hurts your feelings and you have a falling out or something to the extent of abuse, like how do you forgive another human being? Then looking at my life later, there was a period where I really had to find forgiveness for a system, an institution. And in my life, that was the church. I was raised in a really conservative environment, suffered a lot of consequences and trauma as a result. And when I was around the age of 1920, there was, um, there was a period where I had to learn to let that go and to forgive sort of the church as a whole. There was no single person. I mean, there were lots of individuals, but that wasn't the type of forgiveness I needed. I needed to forgive this institution that I was a part of that had hurt me so badly. And then looking later on in life, 
in especially the period after my um or kind of during the initial my husband's initial recovery from addiction when he was recovering and my life felt like it was spinning out of control i did a lot of things i'm not proud of i you know and i'll talk more about this in the course but i um abused my body i abused finances i abused others generosity and over you know it was a really terrible situation and i felt like my life was in fact spinning out of control and those were my coping mechanisms and while i'm not proud of them i have had to learn to forgive myself for those things um, and not carry the shame of them with me so all of that to say, you know, there's forgiveness for the other individual, for the other person. There's forgiveness for institutions and systems that we're a part of. And then there is the ever important forgiveness for ourselves. Do y'all have thoughts on that? So I just want to say that that reminds me of something that you've mentioned in one of your, um, one of your workshops that I've taken with you in the past. And you were like, everyone is doing the best they can with what they have. And whether you believe it to be true or not, it is. And at, at first I was like, okay, let me think about that. But I think that that statement that you said, like one of the first workshops that I've gone to from you has really helped and allowed me to be able to forgive on a deeper level, I think, because there's like a lot of surface like okay i forgive you like you're forgiven or even like i forgive myself but do we really like have we really forgiven that person have we really forgiven ourselves because like what you just talked about when you were 12 that's not easy shit to forgive right like that's really hard and for me in my life like i've had to deal with a lot for you know being pregnant at 16 and having her dad in and out and it's like a every time he comes in, every time he comes out, it's like learning to forgive him all over again. At this point, it's like also forgiving myself. Like you said, I'm not perfect. So forgiving myself for the fact that I'm like, we're good. So what is that going to look like? It's like forgiving myself for something that hasn't even happened yet. You know, when my daughter is like, well, what's going on now? So it's the, it's so like that too, where you're putting things and scenarios in your head that you might need to already think about that you're feeling guilty that haven't even happened yet so finding forgiveness for situations that you've created in your head even i think that's a really important point that i hadn't thought about i mean we're constantly living in our past to project our future um mm -hmm. that's something that i've been thinking a lot about lately as well and and when we project our past into our future, we often harbor uh, shame or resentment or frustration or even sometimes anger and hatred for ourselves for things we haven't even done, right? Mm -hmm. For things we anticipate coming as a result of other things in our lives. Um, and, and that that's, that's a type of forgiveness as well that um, toward ourselves that we need need to think about, I think. So thank you for sharing that. Ellen, what are your thoughts on all of this? I'm just digesting what you both just said. So I take a moment, but don't wait up for me. Just keep talking. <laughs> it was beautiful. It resonates with me what you both said, you know, just digesting that. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that 
I want to explore further with this group is related to what you said, Ashlyn, about we're all just doing the very best that we can with what we have in that moment. Oh, did I give it away? Sorry. No, no, it's okay. good. I'm phrasing it a little differently, and I actually, I'll only tease it here on the podcast because it's, it's a much bigger conversation. It's a new perspective for me, and it comes from uh, the author and religious teacher, Howard, Thur Howard Thurman, excuse me. He basically explains that the divine experiences us as individuals, both in our reality and in our greatest, fullest potential at the same time. So let me unpack that a little bit. I believe that we are created and that we're created perfectly and that we are given the spirit of divinity and that we are given this potential that is far greater than anything we could possibly imagine. And then we're born and we live a human life and we're imperfect and we stumble and we do the best that we can with what we have in the moment, but we inevitably suffer and cause suffering. And for so long in my workshops, I have told people over and over and over again that they are good, that they, at their very source, they are perfect and good. And I don't know that I've ever explained that well enough, but what I'm learning from Howard Thurman and from reading his writings is that what we must do is learn to see others and ourselves the way that the divine sees us both in our reality with all of our human shortcomings and mistakes and hurt and pain and also in our greatest fullest most beautiful potential and that those two are both equal parts of us um, and if we can experience ourselves and other people like that then we can come to a place of forgiveness much more quickly and of healing Ashlyn, did you have a thought? So it kind of brings up what we were talking about and learning about in Kai's workshop, The Domestic Goddess. Um, that was so such a good workshop. She brought us through and taught, like, kind of reminded us, right? Like, basically what we're saying now, it's you came into this world as who you are. And it wasn't until somebody else or something else came in and told you that that's not perfect or not what they believe as perfect, but then it leads into, okay, well, what have they been through to make them feel that way? What have somebody else told them? So seeing people and what they've been through basically is what I'm trying to get at because not everybody, everybody, like you're saying, came into this world as who they are and something happened to them which made them change that direction or think differently or something happened where maybe really hurt them. And now they live with that. They haven't processed it. They go through their life and they don't even realize it probably. And maybe they haven't forgiven themselves or the other people. And now they're taking that with them and now using that towards other people and affecting them as well but it's not because they're a bad person. It's just because they don't realize it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Shifting gears just a little bit, 
we've all touched on this some today, but I still think it's a really big misconception when it comes to forgiveness because of how we're taught to forgive as children. You know, we're taught to say, ask, I'm, sorry. say I'm sorry. And then the other person says, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is always, always for ourselves first and foremost, and not mm-hmm. for the other person. Can you think of a moment in your life where when you were finally able to forgive someone, you experienced that freedom, that peace? And is that a moment you'd care to share? Sorry, I threw that question at you randomly <laughs> and unexpectedly. I should have prepped you for that one. <laughs> yeah, this is heavy stuff. Come on. I get the tissues and then we start talking. <laughs> okay, Ellen's going, well, Ellen's going to get the tissues. I will say for me, basically, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but it was, you know, when you're 16 and you fall in love and you get pregnant and you have this guy and he says like, okay, I'm going to be there. And then he's in and out and back and forth. And then when I finally like made the decision to just forgive everything, forgive myself, forgive the situation. And again, it's a process, right? But like that first initial, like mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I think it's easier because she has such an amazing dad right now. Like I don't, like I don't look for that man for anything, right? And neither does she, cause she has this amazing guy who takes such great care of her in her life now. So I think that made it a little bit easier. But once I was able to say, you know, I think he was even at one of your workshops too, right? That I really worked through that forgiveness for that person and was able to like move past it. I I basically was like, you know, she has everything she needs. She we're good, basically, to him. And I haven't really thought about it. Like I've been like almost like the emotional strings were cut, right? Like you've talked about before too. So there's nothing tying me to him. It was all just emotions. It was all just feelings. Mm -hmm. And so once I decided to forgive myself, because you know, I'm not perfect either myself and him and the situation and it was almost like I could just embrace more fully my relationship with her, her relationship with her dad, and we all could just be the family, right? Even though we're, that father and I are not together anymore, we still are a family unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the piece about the emotional strings is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding that you have the power to cut them. You know, this, the other person isn't the one who is, who has you tied down. You're doing that to yourself in, in refusing to forgive. Right. I know for me, I think the biggest, most recent breakthrough, well, I don't know if it was the most recent, but one of the biggest in my life was you know, I went through a period after forgiving my husband for sort of his, his relapse and struggle with, um, drugs and everything else. Um, when we finally came to a place where we knew we were going to stay together and he was really in a, on the road to recovery and doing all of the things that he needed to, to care for himself. 
I went through a real period of resentment because I wanted to be with him still for the rest of my life. And I felt like it was unfair that I wanted that with someone who was always going to struggle with this. Like it was always going to be in the back of my mind that this is something that he and I have to keep our guards up about. And, you know, he's, he remains in recovery programs and very active and, um, in 12 step programs. And I really resented that that had to be a part of my life if I wanted to be with him. But finally I reached this point where I was like, but I do want to be with him. And so I can choose to live in this place of tension and resentment and back and forth between, you know, loving him for who he is and then resenting the things that he struggles with, knowing full, full well that, you know, I struggle with so much too. They just are different things. Or I could just trust that he and I are on this journey together and that I have a lot to learn from him as well and from his struggles. And then that could be a gift and to let go of the resentment. Like it wasn't serving me. It wasn't serving him. It wasn't serving us in our relationship. And it's amazing how when that happened, when I was finally able to let go of that particular resentment and anger, our relationship improved so much and we became so much closer and I was able to really see the beauty in his recovery and in my the gift that it was to be able to participate in that in some small part I love what you said about like take the lessons like see what he's teaching me because I feel like that is so important too for forgiving when you look at the situation I think sometimes you have to really see like what is this situation for? Why is the situation happening? And if you can take the lessons out of it and learn from whatever is going on and say like, okay, I forgive you. I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about you. I've learned so much about whatever else that needs to be happening in, in this learning process, because that's what we're all doing here on earth, right? Like we're, it's all just constantly learning and evolving and so if I can take that away from this, I can say thank you for giving me this experience almost even more than like, so for me, I'm grateful for the experiences I have, even the really hard ones, because they've made me learn so much. They've forced me to grow and get uncomfortable and feel feelings that I've never felt before or on a deeper level than I've ever felt before. So when, when you're going through this with your husband, it's like connecting with him in a way that you've never connected before. And so for me, like I, I do a lot of stuff on my own, like processing and things like that. So it's connecting with myself and my emotions on a deeper level and growing and learning about me a little bit more. And I, I mean, even for me, like my most recent one is my sister passing she overdosed on fentanyl. She had a pain pill that was repressed with fentanyl in it. She had no idea. Finding forgiveness for the person who sold her that medicine has been the hardest thing I've ever had to find forgiveness for. And I think I'm still processing it. It's been almost a year. It'll be a year on, in October 20th, I think. And so 
really trying to understand like the reasoning behind why anybody would sell somebody fentanyl knowing that it would kill kill them you know is very hard for me and i'm still processing that but again it, it's you know i don't know i don't know how to say these in words but it's definitely teaching me a lot basically about life and things that happen in life and how i feel and how i react to situations so i'm surprised i didn't know that you think of that and like i i i thought we were hang up like forgiving your sister for leaving you know like my thought process was so well it's, it goes back to the addiction though right mm -hmm. like for you and your husband forgiving my sister for relapsing mm -hmm. it's not her fault like that was the easiest thing to do forgiving my sister for, for relapsing there have been times during this quarantine and during struggles in my life recently where i'm like if i was an addict i would totally relapse right now i can totally understand why somebody would feel so bad or so stressed or in such a negative place where they feel like the only way out is to get high or turn to what has helped them in the past even if it hasn't even if it's helped them and they know the consequences it's the addiction right it's a disease like they don't they don't every day it's a struggle for them to say no basically to whatever their addiction is so it was super easy for me to forgive my sister she left behind two beautiful children and, and they have an amazing life with their dad and soon to be new mom he's getting remarried so i'm i know that her kids are taking care of they have a huge family all of my siblings will not let them leave them alone right like we bother sorry ben if you're listening ben and amanda but we bother them constantly but it's because we love them so forgiving my sister was easy forgiving the person who sold her that has been harder because why would you sell that to somebody when you know it could kill them basically you're you're murdering your murderer right knowing that you can kill someone with this medicine, but still selling it. But then you think about, okay, well, maybe they have to feed their family or something, you know, like you don't know their story. You don't know. Everyone's doing the best they can with what they have, which is again, so helpful, especially in the situation. This person doesn't know any better, right? Like this is what this person has either made a living with, or it can, can get by with, and they're doing the best they can with what they have. So finding forgiveness, I think that phrase is so essential. Yeah, I finding forgiveness was really, and maybe this um, this is a good sort of ish place to to stop today's episode. Um, but finding forgiveness was really intentional as a title for this course. Um, you know, there's there's lots of books on forgiveness. The one I'm reading right now by um, Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt is called The Gift of Forgiveness. And actually, Ashlyn, um, I, I can lend you my copy when I'm done, or, or maybe I'll, I'll get you a copy. It's the one year anniversary of your sister's death approaches. That's, that's what I'll do. But it's, um, it's just a collection of stories from people who have found forgiveness and in innumerable situations. I mean, every story is different, but um, a number of the ones that I read yesterday, I think would you would resonate with based on what you just said. So, um, so look for that in the mail. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, um, it's a really good book. It's not, 
um, you know, it's, it, they're short stories and it's not, it's deep without being overly, um, what's the word I'm looking for, intense or, or dense. That's a good, that's a better word. So, so I, I recommend it for anyone who is looking to connect in a place of forgiveness, but finding forgiveness was deliberate because that has been my experience. You can't force forgiveness on yourself. It's impossible. The best we can do is seek it. We can do the work, as you mentioned. We, we can process these things. We can be honest about the way that we feel about ourselves or other people or systems and institutions. We can be open with others about our experience so that we can seek out points of connection. We can take workshops like mine. But at the very best, we seek forgiveness. And it's almost as if forgiveness finds us. We finally get to a place in our search where we wake, we wake up one day or we have what, as Oprah calls, an aha moment. And it's like, oh, there's forgiveness. I found it. And that's been my experience. You cannot snap your fingers and make it happen. Um, and, and I don't think that I would want forgiveness that way because the process itself is what heals. The seeking is where we find healing, so. Well said, and mm -hmm. that it's a gift. You know, I have one of the affirmation cards from Louis Say, and it says, it, you know, it's a, the gift to give yourself and the answer to everything is forgiveness. Thanks for listening to this episode and really just for sharing this journey with us. You can also find us at patreon.com slash connectedheartspod. There is loads of new content, including meditations and readings that we post each month. And we're planning even more including those moon circles that you've heard so much about for 2021. We hope to see you on Patreon. We're so very grateful for you. Mm -hmm.